Welcome to Fail Succeed. Joining me, as always, is H. Welcome, H. Hi there, how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. It's quite hot in London. How is it in Bristol? It's very hot. It's especially hot inside a soundproof, airless room that I'm in at the moment, so I'm composing in my pants. Okay. I mean, is that actually true? It is actually true, yeah. So we probably don't want to hang around too long. Let's get straight into this so we can open the doors and let the air in. But our fail this week, H... This is quite quite a sad story, so well, listeners be prepared for this. The story is, four-year-old Gizmo, a chihuahua, was playing in the garden in Paynton, Devon, when a seagull swooped down, picked it up in its beak, and flew off with it. Mm. Okay? And some gull expert has apparently said that it's perfectly plausible that the gull swallowed Gizmo in one. <laughs> So I, I've got a few thoughts on this, H. I think it is quite sad because right. obviously the woman is devastated. Her her little daughter is devastated. Yeah. Devon is quite a hot spot for gull attacks. Yeah. It's happened before. And that got me thinking that maybe it's one group of particularly delinquent gulls led by a troublemaker. There's one instigator, you know, who's a bit like Biff from Back to the Future. Right. And... I think of this group of gulls a bit like the T-birds in Greece. Right. In their leather jackets, greaseback hair, maybe smoking cigarettes, maybe doing the odd dance routine like they were in Greece. Right. And you may be saying, but Dom, they're seagulls, where would they get leather jackets? Yeah. You always see seagulls flying around rubbish tips, don't you? Yeah. So I think perhaps there's one particularly creative gull who maybe collects scraps of leather jackets and makes their own seagull leather jackets. Right. Okay. And I think because he's that kind of creative soul, he's not completely at ease with the delinquent behavior. Yeah. But he goes along with it. Right. And he actually dreams this gull of moving to London and opening his own boutique for more intellectual cultured seagulls that we're having in London. Right. That's what I thought about the seagulls. One, what have you been smoking today? Two, I, look, I know that I should have sympathy. I should have sympathy for the mum and the daughter, and I do to a degree, but not really for the dog, because it's not a dog, is it? It is a dog. It's not. The definition well, what, of... what does it matter if it's not a dog? It's still a creature. Well, yeah, but then, you know, creatures are picked up by, by predators all the time, aren't they? That's kind of the, the circle of life. That's not a dog. It's not a dog if it can't fit a tennis ball in its mouth. I mean, what can you do with a chihuahua? You can't wrestle it. You can't go on walks with it, really, of any length. Uh... Sorry. Do you think one of the primary things about getting a dog is to wrestle it? Yeah, you've got to be able to wrestle a dog. Have a bit of rough and tumble with it. It can't... A chihuahua well, can't, can't you cuddle it and stroke it uh, instead? Well, you get a cat. Uh, it can't defend you, you know. And I think that, like, if you look at what she's quoted, it's one of her babies. Now, this is my problem, right? This is my problem with little dogs like that. They're spoiled. Got little dog syndrome. They just look like a walking complex, don't they? So, uh, yeah, I've not got much sympathy for a chihuahua. I actually think this says more about you than them. Okay, excellent. That's our fail. Let's move on to something a bit more cheerful. Our success this week. A boat that has been found in the Baltic Sea off Sweden that has been perfectly preserved, they think, for the last 500 years. Because of how cold and salty the Baltic Sea is, they think it's that's the reason it's been preserved so well. Well, isn't it because of the um, le- lack of oxygen levels as well, apparently, in that particular region, which meant that uh, microorganisms and so forth didn't consume the timber, basically. So there's a video of it online, which obviously I'll post to the socials. And and it is a beautiful thing to, to see. It is perfectly preserved. And it's called in Swedish Okantskep, 
which means unknown ship. And they think the reason it's it's there and in that state is because either it was abandoned or everyone on board became ill and died. So, you know, but I have a couple of other theories. Go on. I think it was actually an early cruise ship and people were on board holidaying. Right. And it's fairly small, the ship. So, you know, it wasn't like a massive one like you have nowadays. But my two theories are that firstly, they had a strict itinerary, seeing some fjords, you know, and then uh, visiting Stockholm, Copenhagen. Ordensee. But one of the guests, and my theory is probably quite a rich guy, a bit entitled, wanted to divert and go a bit further north so he could see the northern lights. Mm. But the captain refused, saying, I've got a very strict itinerary to stick to. Yeah. And then I think they maybe got into a fight. The captain fell overboard and no one else could, uh, you know, navigate the ship. So yeah, they... you're right, because normally only one person on the sailing exactly, boat exactly. knows how to sail. Well, it's a small boat. It's a small boat. Yeah. Uh, and then my second theory is that one night the band was doing Viking folk songs. Right. But one elderly passenger had gone to bed early, trying to get an early night, you know, have a good kip. And then yeah. again, a scuffle ensued. The captain fell overboard and they were stranded. So those are my theories. What about you? I mean, did, do they hold water? I hadn't given that much thought, I'll be honest, um, Dee. I think, um, I think it, is inc- it is quite surprising that no bodies were found. That's a bit spooky. When you told me about the story, I was hoping it was going to be um, a Viking ship rather than something that's only like 500 years old. Because you do kind of see yourself as a bit of a modern-day Viking, don't you? My name, uh, my surname, has a, a son at the end. We can trace back my family directly to Norwegian Vikings, you see. So um, Really? Yeah. Yeah, coming into the coming into the border territories, the borderlands of, between England and Scotland. But no, I, so I, I'm not just I wasn't just a Viking in former life. Uh, I turns out that I am actually related to Vikings. So I think that's why I've got a strong attraction to boats and the sea. H the Red is what I'd probably called. Have you heard about Oliver the Baby Lover? There was a Viking called Oliver the Baby Lover, uh, and he was mocked and uh, his name remembered through history because he was the Viking that refused to follow tradition and toss the babies of enemies into the air and catch them on the end of his spear, which is what they used to do. So uh, he was basically called uh, um, a bit of a wet blanket that he was a baby lover. He was mocked for being a baby lover because he wouldn't impale babies, basically. Okay, so H, now we move on to uh, a story about what you've learnt on your travels. I think it would only only be fitting to discuss something that uh, happened to me on my travels in Iceland. So I was staying at the time in Skagestrund, which is um, in northern Iceland, because as many people go to the north of Iceland to, to look for the northern lights. And so I was fortunate enough to see the northern lights in all their glory in a particularly strong showing. And um, I was blown away by this. Uh, and I remember I was sitting at the time outside a guest house and I remarked to uh, Gunnar, who was um, the head of the guest house, that uh, I don't imagine I'd ever see anything more spectacular as long as I live. And Gunnar turned to me and said, there is not much that is so good that nothing better exists. What I take from that is while it's important to strive for things, it's worth remembering that no matter what you can achieve, um, there's always something greater. I'd rather take this as an inspiration or maybe as a lesson not to get carried away with the desire for success. On that note, I think we'll leave it Thank you to our listeners and we will see you next week. Goodbye.